I think my mom was in shock when I was translating everything. Yeah. She's like, and how does she know that? And how does she know that? I'm like, oh, it's dad. It was dad talking. What you're about to hear is an unscripted session with a psychic medium. Fleur had no contact with the participants prior to this meeting. They were screened by me, Elizabeth, one of the producers of the podcast, in order to preserve the integrity of the psychic reading. Absolutely no information was given to Fleur before their psychic session. This is Moving Beyond the Podcast. My name is Fleur, and I am an intuition teacher, a psychic medium, and host of this podcast, Moving Beyond. Here, you have the opportunity to be a fly on my wall and listen in on an intimate reading in which I connect someone to their loved ones on the other side. You will hear stories of grief and tremendous loss, but you will also hear stories of loving connection and witness beautiful transformations. Thank you for listening with an open heart. I truly believe that we heal in community and you're here. You are an important part of this one. Rosemary is my first name and I'm from Chicago. I'm interested in being on the podcast just because I'm a big fan and I never really got to say goodbye but I feel like he's always around me so it would be so nice to get that validation that it is true. Good morning. Well, it's, Good morning. It's morning over here. It is morning over here too. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's about 11 a.m. So still morning. How are you? Good. Excited. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Have you ever had a reading before? Not a spiritual reading. I've had a um, tarot card reading. Um, I've always had an interest. Wonderful. Nothing like this. So I'm excited. Well, thank you for, for being here. I'm excited as well. I'll explain a little bit about how it works mm-hmm. and then we'll just jump right in. Okay. So I work as a medium and you just said that you've had some readings before and the difference really from a tarot or a psychic is that in a tarot or a psychic, we're looking at your soul. We're looking at your life force, your spirit. And in mediumship, we're looking at people who have passed, people who have crossed. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you don't want to know, don't want to talk about, wouldn't want to hear today? No, no. Um, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if you change your mind, you can. we can always stop. We can always take a moment, a breather. Obviously, this is a podcast, but my primary concern is always just connecting. I would say for me, I'm going to read just like I normally would and give you this opportunity. Thank you right? so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, so just give me one moment. I'm going to go quiet here. So as I turn my attention here to the spirit, shift my awareness, I'm aware of the a man that stands here on my left-hand side. For me, he presents himself as father. And there's the acknowledgement of being your dad. Do you see that? Your yes. dad. And it feels as well like he is joined here with his father as well, which mm. is your grandfather, also passed. Yes. Do you see? Mm. Uh, the recognition around your grandfather is, however, you don't get to know this man in life, or there's a real sense of no connection there in life, right? You see, yes. to your father's father. Mm-hmm. So, as your father steps forward, there is the sense of I'm reconnected to family, even family you've not met. Yes. I also see an uncle there, too, mm-hmm. the acknowledgement of an uncle to you. Yes. Do you see this? Mm-hmm. Um, your father is a big family man, very connected to family. It's the first thing he wants to say to you is, we're reunited. As I come into this sense around family, I feel that he would have lived at quite a far distance or been unable to see for long periods of time, many of his family members. Yes. You see that. Mm -hmm. Uh, The feeling of being in a different country, the feeling of being in a different place, separated by borders. Yes. And I know that there are people he connects with in spirit when he crosses who he'd not seen in many, many, many years, not just because they've passed, but also because in the time that he last saw them, they had passed before he could see them again. Yes. Do you see that? Yes. 
and a, a real desire to tell you how nice it is to see them there. I feel in his life he has a deep sadness about not getting to return to a mother country mm-hmm. or a place of origin. There's a feeling of real sadness in that. Yes. Would you see that where he once lived, there were mountains in the background? Mm-hmm. Do you see this? Yes. That if I were to look out my window, I'd see mountains? Yes. And I feel that his family must have known in generations past, his dad, his father's father, about the land, about how to cultivate the land. We come from agriculture. We come from planting, creating, and also goats. It's very random. Mm -hmm. Do you know if they would have had goats? Well, I, I remember seeing bulls and cows. So I don't know, maybe there's some goats there, but or maybe actually there was. <laughs> Check on it for yeah. me. But I yeah. know that as he brings me to this memory, I see right. mountains in the background. I see uh-huh. agriculture right. and I know that there are animals grazing right. as well, but yes. then I see some goats. Yes. Very okay. Um, but I know that he's been back and this feels important to tell you. And I feel that you yourself now have also considered going to this place once again, mm-hmm. but haven't in a long time mm-hmm. is my feeling. And I would say haven't since his passing. Do you see that? Mm-hmm. Haven't been back yourself. Mm-hmm. But I know there will be a trip and I feel that you will take it with another woman, not just you, yourself, because I feel that you'll go with you and one other woman is this feeling. And he wants to say that when you do, and there's no rush here, but he'll come along. Would you understand the connection to four brothers? Yes. Mm-hmm. And the name Salvador shows up for me as well. Yeah. That was an uncle. Salvador. Also passed. Yes. And then do you see that there's still one sibling living? He talks about the one. I don't know. No. Or that there's one left here in the world? Mm-hmm. My dad was the youngest. I wonder then, and I don't want to make this Mm -hmm. fit, but I wonder, was he the last remaining one for 20 years? Like everyone had passed like 20 years prior. There's this feeling of one person living for like much longer after everyone is gone, 15, 20 years, and like being the one still here. Yeah. From his immediate family, he was out of like 11 siblings, he was the last one living. So For like a long stretch. I think so, because we didn't really get an opportunity to go visit anybody. But I know that his brothers passed away tragically when they were young. So he was the one son that was living. And now it makes sense ah, for a long time. because that, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like it's the only one. Okay, this makes sense. Because he, he speaks about this. Mm-hmm. This feels important to the legacy. It feels important to the way he lives. I now come into this, he's, he's, he is really, really devoted to family in his life. Family is number one. Mm -hmm. Family is everything. But of course you are his family too. And I redirect my attention now to you. And I feel that you and him, you and your father have a very sweet, close bond. Very sweet Mm -hmm. is my feeling. I see him and you uh, cohabitating or being in mm-hmm. the same space for long periods of time, mm-hmm. even as adults, yeah. do you see? Yeah. In the sense of you never being far. Mm-hmm. And I feel that this makes a big difference in his life. It makes him feel like you have the same values of family and that he was able to pass this on to you and you would have known him to not be well and there's a feeling of actually quite a few years of Mm -hmm. kind of tending to him taking care of him very much being around to do a lot of the heavy lifting in that a lot of the caretaking in that a lot of the hand-holding as well and I feel that your father is a smaller man in stature but very proud Mm -hmm. and strong, big energy. So Mm -hmm. I feel that people would look at him and go, oh, well, I actually thought he was taller. I thought he was bigger Mm -hmm. because he's got such big energy. Yes. Do you see this? 
where I think in reality he's a fairly short man. And he's making me feel it was very hard for him to be taken care of mm -hmm. or to be held in this way. But he, he would let you do it, mm -hmm. is the sense. He would let you do it. And I feel that he wants to acknowledge for you that the reason was because you offered that with no judgment, with no sense of touching his pride. Mm -hmm. This is this feeling. Right. Wanting to thank you for that, wanting to let you know how gentle and how kind it felt. I know that there, yeah, it's real mm -hmm. sweet. Yeah. Really, really sweet. I do feel that when he passes, the moment that he passes, I feel like I don't have uh, the family gathered, people are not in the room. People are not there. Right. He wants to say that is okay. It would have been hard for him to leave had everybody been there. It feels too difficult to go. And I feel that he also acknowledges you to be in that same situation where there's just the sense of I was always there. I was always there. I was always there. Mm -hmm. He passes. I'm not there. Right. Do you know? Yeah. And wanting you not to beat yourself up about this, not to question why, not to wonder why he didn't wait. It feels like the connection to you in this earthly plane is too connected, too strong for you to be present because it would have been almost impossible for him to let go. There's also the recognition of kids, your kids. Yes. And getting to know these kids and getting to be around these kids and getting to watch these kids grow older. He brings me to the image of a young boy here, mm -hmm. uh, feeling your son, mm -hmm. do you know? And then I get the number two. Do you see that there's two kids? Do you see that? Yes. Yes. Because I feel here the sense of wanting to talk about the two. But would you also understand three pregnancies? Yes. I know your father needs to acknowledge having a child with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Do you see when he was younger that your father would have had a mustache? Yes. See this? Mm -hmm. um, but not when he's older. No, that was his signature mustache. Mm -hmm. Yes. He comes in with a very nice mustache. Is very proud of it mm -hmm. because I feel as he grows older, it's harder to maintain. Mm -hmm. yes. Or he can't quite get it to grow in the way he wants it to grow. Mm -hmm. Do you know? Yes. And I know he shows me this really nice handlebar mustache, yeah, this really good yes. one, and mm -hmm. wanting to say to you, it's perfect. Oh. You know, it looks so good. I love that. <laughs> I love that. It feels very manicured and mm -hmm. feels very yeah. oiled. Yeah. Do you know? He would like, the do the little, edges. yeah, twirls. Yeah, yeah, the edges. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. I feel like I want to twirl it yeah. at the ends there. Yeah. And wanting you to know it looks as good as ever, oh. as it's ever looked. And I do feel that there would have been a photo selected in memorial of him feeling, mm -hmm. this is him. Yes. Do you know? Yes. This is me. Yes. My mustache. Mm -hmm. Like, it feels... Yes. Uh, That's how I remember him. And it's how he presents himself mm -hmm. to me now. Mm -hmm. Your father uh, started a few business things here and there that failed yeah. in life. Do you see this? Mm -hmm. As he talks about having carried quite a bit of shame in his life mm -hmm. or business endeavors he was very excited about. Mm -hmm. And then they just kind of lost a lot of money. Yes. Is my feeling. He tried. Yeah. And he, but he wants you to know it's the entrepreneurial endeavor, mm -hmm. you know, that he tried. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like he often felt in life that he kept hitting walls, that there's a sense of, I keep not being able to move forward, but just wanting you to know that he's happy he tried. Mm -hmm. He now sees that it wasn't as the, the, the emotion he carried with it, the shame that he carried with it was not serving and also not the truth of the matter. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a very strong feeling I have. I do feel he speaks of your mom. And mom's here, do you see, with us yes. in the world. I know that he adores her. And this is going to be really quite a funny thing to say, but I have to say it. Mm -hmm. I feel like they must have still had that spark between them mm -hmm. or like that kind of flirtatiousness. Mm -hmm. Do you know? Yeah, I don't like, yeah. I feel maybe. I don't know. I think it was, uh huh. That's all. Yeah. It feels to me right. like he finds your mom a very attractive mm -hmm. woman. Mm -hmm. He cares deeply for her. Mm -hmm. He's around her. Will always continue 
And your mom feels strong and healthy and well. Mm -hmm. So he's also acknowledging for you that she will be here and she is okay. Right. He brings me to veins in her legs, arteries in her legs. Mm -hmm. Do you see that there's been any blockages there or that they found like behind the kneecaps? She's had, Do you see? Yeah, she's having some issues, but they haven't found out. <laughs> but is there, um, are there issues in the legs? Yes. In the, mm -hmm. in, in, and also numbness. Do you see? Mm -hmm. Yes. They're needing her to check her veins. Okay. Yeah. In the back of the kneecaps, in the, in the legs. Okay. Feels important okay. to check. Okay. Because I feel that she's a healthy woman. Mm-hmm. And the leg thing must hit her all of a sudden. Like yeah. I just get this feeling of it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, and then it and then it hits. Mm -hmm. Do you see? Yes. There is an underlying thing going on. They need they it needs to be checked more, it needs to be seen more, it needs to be mm -hmm. addressed, I feel. Yeah. We're actually on that right now with appointments. Good. Mm -hmm. Good. He's like, keep it going, yeah. keep searching. Mm -hmm. Don't let yourself be told it's nothing. Mm -hmm. Uh your name is Rosemary, but the name will Rosa also mm -hmm. comes in. Rosa Maria. Spirit. Yeah, Rosa Maria. Mm -hmm. They bring me to the Rosa. Is that then your mom? No. My name is R Rosa Maria in Spanish or Rosi. Got it. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, I know your name is Rosemary, but they're making me feel like, no, I need to call you Rosa. Rosa Maria. Uh -huh. Rosa yeah. Rosa. Okay, mm -hmm. got it. And would have been what he calls you too. Yes. Do you see? Mm -hmm. Yes. No, I do actually feel here with your father that he's a spiritual man. There is a deep belief in something, mm -hmm. is what he shows me. Yet, I feel like in life he turns away from organized religion or has a deep falling out with it. Yes, he does. And a, a real sadness in him, mm -hmm. a sense of feeling let down, feeling betrayed. Yes. Uh, however, that he's not surprised that there's a spirit life after life, so to speak. I feel it was something he expects or anticipates. Do you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel that you yourself have had a sh really strong moment where you feel, see, sense him from spirit very shortly after he passes. Yes. Do you see that? Mm -hmm. And he just wants to acknowledge this as being true and real and something you did experience mm -hmm. i feel i also want to say you connect to the spirit side as a whole through the arts mm -hmm. is what i feel mm -hmm. you must create in some way or paint in some way or be very active in the creative muscle of creating visual art yes do you see this mm -hmm. and he wants you to know that when you need to connect to that spirit side when you feel the need to connect when you feel you need a burst of energy that that is your means to feeling that divinity that connection rather than through traditional meditation or rather through anything else mm -hmm. you know just like it's through the artistic process yes for you let's ask him some questions so anything you have that you'd like to ask him questions about um, it's been great. I feel like he's always around me. And I think you kind of said that already. Like, I really feel his presence and I do ask for him to be around me. Um, my mom is, is with me and she's been staying with me. Um, so the advice that he gave for her medical, I think is something that, you know, she asks, he's like, tell him if he has advice for me, I do take care of my mom. and. I, I am going to have some surgery and I just want to know if he's going to be with yeah. me, taking care of me. Well, my immediate feeling is yes, absolutely. He's, he's always there. He's always taking care. He's always happy to help. Definitely around anything like this surgery. And then he brings me to like a little over 20 days. So is it about 20, 23, 24 days from now? Pretty. It's going to be, I think, a little bit less, like 10 days or 11 days or something like that. 11 days. Well, I feel he'll be there. And he's making me feel like it will be okay. Mm -hmm. It will be good. Even though you're thinking it's a small surgery or not so a thing, he needs you to rest, 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 rest. <laughs> I'm always so busy. So 
Yeah. That makes sense. Anything else for him? I just want to know, am I in the right direction with my career? And I don't know if he would know that. I don't know if. Yeah, let's take a look. Mm-hmm. Do you see after having kids, you took a break and then you went back in? Right. Do you see this? Yes. And I also think really since his passing, it feels like there's a real re-entry into mm-hmm. career for you and a real ability to step back in. And he does acknowledge that he's seen this. Mm-hmm. I hmm, I see at the moment that you'd like to work for yourself, but you're working for someone else mm-hmm. right now. Do you see this? I feel when the time is right, not to be af- afraid to leave that job. I mean, as far as your father is concerned, he makes me feel like he he's watching it. He's watching it unfold, but he doesn't necessarily have advice. And I think he also kind of comes back to here not having been the most successful businessman himself. <laughs> At least he feels like it wasn't his area of expertise. Do you see? Right. But from his perspective, you're doing you're doing well. Right. He's doing well. Yeah. And is excited to to see that right now I feel like your life holds a stability and a sweetness in its days. And he's really bringing me to the, the little things and the family connections. And for him, that's what matters. He's just so oriented on that. Right. Yeah. He's very connected to you. Very connected to you, to your mom. I feel like there's so much love there. There's so much pride there. And he just on an energetic level just felt so excited to be here, to get to connect with you, to get to create this moment. And I feel it's his presence is is similar like this all the time. It's just that we happen to be translating right now, right? We happen to be giving him a voice box, but he's, he's here all the time. Right. So. Right. I mean, I just I'm trying to imagine like how it is because my mom is older and and she's like, I'm afraid. She told me this last time. Mm. And I said, you well, I think it's normal to be afraid, but there has to be something else over there. And I feel like me talking to her about this experience and letting her know. Well, I'd love to, when we connect again in a few weeks time, I'd love to hear more about that and Maybe one of my favorite things with readings is that it's recorded. And so you can share it with her. She can listen to it and have her her own experience. Right. Hopefully she'll also receive that feeling of comfort and knowledge that he is around. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know if we have, I don't know if I should continue this, but I have one question. We got time for one okay. more. Um, it's with, if he knows of my father-in-law. If he's with him too, this is my husband's father. I get a yes, but this is a very unexpected passing. Do you see this? Right. I do feel like your father was present as he passes and they're certainly present together now. I feel that the relationship your husband has with his dad, it feels more push-pull. It feels difficult in life. It feels like things weren't expressed or that there's not that same sense of safety. Yeah. And I know that as his dad comes in here on my right hand side, that my overwhelming message is this feeling of wanting his son, wanting your husband to know that there's forgiveness there. And also the sense of wanting to ask for forgiveness mm-hmm. and wanting to say that he knows that his actions had consequences. Like it just feels like a really difficult connection Mm -hmm. and years of not speaking very much and being very distant and just wanting to say that he's going to be a more present, more committed father from spirit. Yes. It was difficult. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just a real recognition of, Hey, I take my part. Like I, I own it. That's, that's this feeling I get wanting to have that be acknowledged. So, yeah. Okay. But they're there. They're there together. Yeah. Thank you so All much. Right. It was wonderful. Thank you. I love it. Thank you Absolutely. so much. I I feel like, you know, you really touched my heart. Grateful that you let me connect with him. And like I said, he's 
here because you're here, you know, so it's yeah. not me, it's absolutely you. And we'll reconnect in a few weeks time. And in that reconnection moment, it's a really great time to ask any questions that it brings up. Yes. Right. Thank you so much. Right. Thank you, Flora. Thank you. You take care. Have a wonderful rest of your day. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Do you feel like you're stumbling around a little bit on your spiritual journey? Well, one thing that can help you find purpose and direction is knowing your archetype. Archetype are universal patterns of purpose and behavior that once you discover yours are really going to help you find your place in the world and your purpose in the world. I've created a very fun, very quick quiz to help you find yours and you can find it in the show notes or at mediumfleurfleur.com. Finding your archetype will help you find direction and we've even offered you some resources to find that next steady step on your spiritual journey. Go online today and find your archetype and your direction on your spiritual path. Before we get back to our show, I want to tell you about our Patreon. Patreon is an amazing way to help support the show, but also it's going to give you a sneak peek into something we've never offered before. You can find pictures, videos, little memorabilia between the client, the person that I'm connecting with, and their loved one on the other side. These photos are often ones that I get after sessions, but I'm wanting to share them with you because I see them as a love letter and just a beautiful way of honoring those who have passed. If you are at all curious, if you want to see them, if you want to honor them too, please check out our Patreon. You can find the link in the show notes and you can help support the show. Thank you for being here and enjoy the rest of today's podcast. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to see you again. (laughs) Thanks for doing this. Thanks for being back. How has life been? It's been good. I mean, I'm always been busy, you know, with the family and the kids Thank you for being back. And I really want to perhaps kind of set the intention for what we're going to be doing today. I like to see this Mm -hmm. part of our conversation as an ability for you and I to have a spiritual discussion. So the first part of it is very Mm -hmm. much the reading. And then I like to talk about your Mm -hmm. experience from your side. Yeah. Let's start with a quick look back at the reading. So I know that we were connecting with your dad. But can you tell me a little bit about him, what your relationship was with him and Mm -hmm. ultimately what brought you to me? Well, I mean, I'm a fan of of hearing your your podcasts and hearing all these readings. So I lost my dad about, it's going on three years and it was a sudden loss. He had Parkinson's. Mm And he had Parkinson's for over 15 years, but he struggled a lot, especially towards the last, I would say, 10 years. But, you know, being a very close Mexican family, we were always involved. I was always involved, too, and taking him to his doctor's appointments and just, you know, being helping hand and, you know, helping him walk and um, seeing him in life change from being this strong, uh, strong-willed father who had a big mustache that came up on the reading to a man who needed my help. And it really got me thinking how, you know, our parents, as we grow, they grow. And it's this kind of circle of changing the responsibilities where I'm helping them as they helped me when I was young. So, you know, just cherishing the moments of and, and maturing, having to maybe grow up a little bit quicker because, you know, my dad was about 40 when he had me. So I had an older set of parents. And so it, it kind of like I was able to see him and be able to help him. And, and I was just excited to know that the, what my beliefs are about another world exists and, and that he was able to communicate. So I think that just opened a whole new thing and just... I don't know. And yeah. when you say it I opened mean, up a whole new thing, what does that look like for you today? Well, I mean, just the reading with you is something that I'm going to 
cherish forever because it really was the proof that, you know, my dad is out there and he's healthy and he's back to a, a state where I can remember him and how I remember him is is strong without Parkinson's being able to do the things that he wasn't able to do because he did make a lot of sacrifices to come to the States as an immigrant, put four of all his, four of his children through college and just always supporting and working and, and just moving and going through the struggles. So I'm, I'm happy that he is where his happy place, which would be in Mexico, around nature and that he's healthy and that struggle with Parkinson's is over Yeah, because it was impactful. Of course. It's very impactful. It's hard to watch somebody suffer. I think as a bystander, mm-hmm. it, it, I feel like it's very hard mm-hmm. to watch somebody be in pain and not be able to change it and know mm-hmm. you can't change it because ultimately with Parkinson's, you know that there's not anything that's going to be the magic cure. So holding mm-hmm. space and being there is all you can really do. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Right. And he had a really strong will mm-hmm. to to mm-hmm. live. Like you mentioned it, like he passed away when he was by himself. There were so many close calls. Like I remember going to emergency room with him and and then being pushed out of the room because he was going into some cardiac arrest. And me looking at his eyes, like him seeing me and knowing that he was struggling, but that he knew we were there. So it made complete sense that it happened at night when no one was there. Was there a moment in the Mm -hmm. reading where you felt like, oh, that's my dad? The moment when you said the man coming in, I mean, I knew it was my dad. Like, I mean, and the mustache. I mean, my dad had the, the classic, like, thick Mexican mustache, and that was his signature. And you just nailed it when you said that. It was so hard for him at that point. He was getting Parkinson's and he would have the tremors and you can't maintain it anymore. And that was the reason why he he shaved his mustache. But when you said that, it was so well manicured. And I'm like, yeah, that's dead. And then another thing too, when you mentioned he was calling me by my name, like Rosemary, which he always called me Rosie or Rosa Maria. Yeah. I mean, he would never call me Rosemary. I mean, that was more like my school name and and all that. So to hear that he was trying to call me by my name meant a lot. But everything you said was just so on point. Mm -hmm. Like calling my, having my uncle's name, Salvador. And I just felt like, yeah, I mean, I wish I could have you all the time so I could just feel him. But I know he's here and I know I connect with him, but... Just describing him going back to his land, describing how it looks. And I even, I I had my husband and I, we translated everything exactly to my mom. And, and she was like, just so like, it was just like an hour long or more. And we just translated every bit for her. And she's like, yeah, yes, that's right. That's right. And, and I think she also really appreciated. And she's like, how does this happen? How does this work? I'm like... I don't know, it's floor, you know, you just have to believe. And, but yeah, it was so easy to believe because it was just so spot on. But so beautiful that you translated it, no it for her. I love that. That's like, I did. That's the best I could hope for. Yeah. I always feel, I hope that when I do a reading, that people will hear it beyond the reading, right? Because I feel like mm-hmm. there are so many right. people that miss that person. And sometimes I even feel that the spirit right. person knows that somebody will listen to it and they'll give some sort of information mm-hmm. for the person that will listen later, right. not necessarily for the immediate right. recipient. So I love that. Right. Yeah. You mentioned my mom with having some leg issues, spot on. She had her second second treatment this Tuesday, this past week. I mean, it's just amazing, your your gift. I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, just everything was was on point. Describing my dad's land with the mountains. I've been there once before, so I remember it vividly. The goats is something that my mom said there was goats on his farm and, and stuff. So I, love I didn't see the goats when I went, but my mom's like, yeah, there was goats. So um, yeah, I just felt like even the, down to the point with religion, uh, he was a... Uh, altar boy for many years and when he was small 
and he was a little bit disillusioned with the religious going to church and stuff. So, I mean, even that was just like well, uncanny. He did a great job communicating. So certainly not me. I'm like 50% of it. And they got to show up too, right? So it really is like a 50-50. Right. But I, I know that you said something prior of like, oh, I wish I could have you to do this. But I feel truly, and I want to maybe start our, our discussion there, is I really truly feel mm-hmm. that I'm not creating the connection. The only reason... I have the connection is because I'm connecting with you, right? Your dad would never come seek Mm -hmm. me out just because he's there because I'm Mm -hmm. in the way between you and him and he sees it as an opportunity to get Mm -hmm. to communicate. But what's the most important part about that is your connection to him is going to be stronger, infinitely stronger than anything I could create in that moment. It's simply, can you tune to the right channel to the right station and have Mm -hmm. enough faith, have enough trust to not immediately talk yourself out of it. (laughs) Right. Right. That's generally the toggle. Right. And I am pretty, I've always been open to, to, to a lot of, a a lot of these spiritual things ever since I was young. So just being picked was a blessing and you kind of just have to believe it. I think manifestation, just really believing it. And then it just all of a sudden came at, I think in a very important moment, you know, like, I had mentioned the reading I was going to have surgery mm-hmm. and maybe that was it. my mom's issues too. And even the date of the surgery was changed. So I had an issue like, no, no, it was 11 days. And no, they, cha- they changed my date for another additional 10 days. I'm like, oh, Flora's math was right. <laughs> or, you know, like, cute. You know, even that I was just, yeah, but I've been sharing it with family and, and they just been like, yeah, that's grandpa. Mm-hmm. You know, my nephew also is like, that's grandpa, you know, and we call him Tata and, and I, yep, that's him, that's him, that's him. And, you know, it's something that, you know, makes me think there's just so much more, mm-hmm. you know, there's so, so much more everywhere. Yeah. That we do have to be open. I agree. That we do. I agree. It remains a mystery to me, right? I certainly right. have an awareness at this point, a pretty strong belief, I would say, 99% mm-hmm. of the time that mm-hmm. there is something more. Yet what mm-hmm. extends beyond that, I feel, is even more. And right. there's a mystery to it. I think there's always going to be a mystery to it. I think we're never going to know. But I feel that to not explore it or to not experience it, I think is very hard in the human life because things then become incredibly dense, really here and now in, in a negative sense sometimes, right? Where like if there's no meaning mm-hmm. or if there's no purpose or there's nothing greater, that can be and feel very limiting, can feel very small making. So that's always my hope mm-hmm. is that anyone who listens to it, anyone who experiences it has a moment in which you change mm-hmm. some of your choices in life or you change how you live or how you walk through life because there's the awareness, oh my gosh, there's something else. I think you're right. Like I, I'm being very introspective and in, in thinking about what I want to do how I want to seize the day and really be present, how I see my relationship, especially with my mom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she being older, you know, how she feels, or just like with my kids. And it's always nice to to know that he's around and that he's good. Yeah. Yeah. He was yeah. great. I loved connecting with him. It was funny because when I finally said that thing about the mustache, I may have mentioned it, but mm-hmm. it was the first thing that he showed me. And I was like it seems like quite a caricature thing to start right off the gate with, but it was the first thing he showed mm-hmm. me. <laughs> and then he kept showing it to me and I was like, wow. okay, we'll talk about the mustache. Yeah. But I just, I, uh-huh. I think he was just so fun to communicate with, to be honest. So mm-hmm. also my pleasure. It was just like lovely to chat with him. Mm-hmm. And do when, like, my question is like, when you do, when they come in, do you, you don't see the image, but you just see images like a, like a movie screen flashing or is it? Like, do you see his image? I mm-hmm. see, feel, hear, and know all at the same time. So it is never a full three-dimensional seeing of the person. It is more of if I see something, it'll be characteristics that I can speak out loud. Mm-hmm. But it's very rare that I see the person just fully in front of me in like their full completed look. I think in part because Mm -hmm. it's very energetically intensive to receive information to begin with and to translate it. 
And it would be mm-hmm. not very useful for our time, I think, if all I got was a perfect visual image of this person and then we were just talking mm-hmm. about what they looked like the whole time. Right. Right. So if there's Mm -hmm. defining features, then I feel it will come to the forefront. Mm -hmm. People will often come up with the terms clairaudience, clairsentience, clairvoyance. And that simply Mm -hmm. is talking about the senses. The senses are Mm -hmm. honestly what what it is, is we're translating energy. So when there's energy, Mm -hmm. and in this case, it would be somebody who's past, somebody who's a spirit, it comes into contact with my own energy, my own spirit. So The time, Mm -hmm. the moment that his spirit body connects with my spirit body, there's a lot of energetic information that I'm absorbing about him. However, it needs to Mm -hmm. be bridged into my awareness. I need to have a moment where I'm translating Mm -hmm. it. And the translating happens Mm -hmm. through the physical body. It has to because we're physical Mm -hmm. and my mind won't understand it unless it has some sort of physical translation. And the physical mm-hmm. translation falls into the category of either I translate that energy into an image, I translate it into a feeling, or I translate it into a mm-hmm. sound. So it gets translated right. by my body and spits it out. Now, that's why in the beginning mm-hmm. when people are first starting, whether it's through their intuition or connection to spirit, that translating isn't always perfect because it's like you're learning a new language. So you might translate something right. slightly off. But with time... Mm-hmm it starts to become a communication. Some of it Mm -hmm. will come up very much like, oh, I just observed this about you, right? And Mm -hmm. that is very similar to you meet somebody for the first time. Let's say you see them for 20 seconds in front of you. You turn away. You don't get to see them again. And someone's like, what comes to mind about that person's appearance? And it may be something completely Mm -hmm. random like bushy eyebrows or crazy Mm -hmm. earrings or really long hair Mm -hmm. or amazing mustache, Mm -hmm. right? But it would be something that I've just simply observed. It may not be that that person Mm -hmm. has actually given me that information. I'm just observing it because I'm coming into contact with them. But the way that it's being translated is very much what's just the easiest pathway for my body to get that information and translate it correctly. And sometimes that's through sensing. Sometimes it's through seeing. Sometimes it's through hearing. Mm -hmm. Because I've been doing it for a very long time, the pathway to translating is quick and rapid. And so sometimes Mm -hmm. I can't even tell somebody how I received it because it's almost like Mm -hmm. instant, you know? Mm -hmm. When you're translating languages in the beginning, you're conjugating Mm -hmm. everything. It takes forever. You're like, Mm -hmm. oh, past tense, present tense. What did did that word mean? You know? But with time, you're not even thinking about it. Yeah, because, I mean, he was native Spanish speaker. I mean, he did know English. And I think at one point I'm like, are they going to understand each other? Like, I don't know, my dad, towards the end, he was always kind of like a serious, he was always a thinker, mm. but he was always kind of like serious. And then you may, part of it might have been just his personality, part of it might be his Parkinson's, but you know, he was always thinking. That completely makes sense, you know, because his native language would be Spanish. Yeah. And but it's, it, but language has like nothing to do with it because right, it's just energy right, it that I'm translating. Right. Like, right I could right. translate it into yeah, Spanish. Exactly. I could translate it into Dutch. I could translate mm-hmm, it into English. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter because it was right. never a language to begin right. with. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And that's what I understood with your explanation now that it isn't anything with that. It's with energy. Exactly. But yet yeah, it was, I mean, just the whole thing you, going back to the reading, just talking about my, how many kids I had. And how many pregnancies I did have, that's, you know, spot on. I mean, I cannot think of anything I don't question at all. I mean, him being the only son for a long time and just the barriers and the mm-hmm. that he couldn't back to, go back to Mexico. And you have given me a gift that I am going to keep on listening to and listening to. That um, and I, that's one thing, yeah, that I appreciate. And I've been, you know, sharing it with my, my loved ones. And, and they just hear grandpa, my, especially my nephew, he hears feels grandpa you know and and that's a really true blessing and a gift that you have that I'm that I appreciate like I feel so lucky like I think I said in the first time and I keep on saying that I feel so lucky I wish I could have him be like selfish and have him here forever and I know he's here but I I want to see him and but I just feel connected you know we're really close and 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 I was never far like you mentioned you know either right after work I would go help him, you know, take a shower, help him whatever, shave. That was something that was really meaningful. And I feel like I feel more connected in, to him. And then 
there's always little things that remind me of him. Um, I was at the store and there was um, like little knickknacks and there was like little stones and each one had like a different herb. And, a, and then I just picked one up. I didn't even know it had any names. So I picked it up and I turned it around and it had my name. Mm. And I felt, oh, I'm like, and right away, I mean, and people can assume like, oh, that was just, but I really felt like that was from a little gift from dad, yeah. like Rosemary, like he was saying. Because of all the things, that was the first one I picked. And even my kids were next to me like, and then I just said, that's from grandpa. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm really open to it. And I really enjoy those those little things that he gets, those little gifts he gives me. Beautiful. Because I really just honestly believe him. And I know that he's around me and my mom and and my kids. And I love that. And it's just a a joy to be able to hear him. Yeah. I feel like that's you having your own translating moment. When we were talking about how energy mm-hmm. translates into the body, that's energetically mm-hmm. him pushing into your body saying, reach now, go there, do this, mm-hmm. right? It's an intuitive mm-hmm. impulse to reach in and yeah. grab it. It's not necessarily, right. I think, sometimes so much about the sign magically appearing. It's recognizing that you yourself are mm-hmm. a vessel, like you have to be energetically available mm-hmm. to be moved, to be intuitively guided to where you got to be at that moment Mm -hmm. in that time to have the sign you're a participant in it you are you're playing along you are open to it you're seeing it with lightness and it feels like a little gift right but there's a lightness to it Uh when you were describing it and I and I welcome it like I really do because like you said you do miss some and and, and those things just kind of fill your your bucket or your cup up and, and you could move on because, you know, there's always like bumps and with life and the world and, and stressors. But just hearing that he's doing okay, that he's in a better place, that he's with his family, doing what he loves. I can't help but say, I wish I want to be the little girl and want my dad back, yeah. you know, but I'm glad that he's in the form that I feel like I vision him like with his mustache being strong again being able to do what he wants being surrounded by land it's just a blessing to hear that I think my mom was in shock when I was translating everything yeah. she's like and how did she know that and how did she know that I'm like oh it's dad it was dad talking and then I think she was just like after a while she was kind of quiet after we finished she was just kind of quiet and then she's like I'm like, well, what do you have? She's like, nothing. I don't have anything to say. Because she just felt very touched, especially when you mentioned the relationship. You know, and my dad wasn't the same at the end. But their connection was there. I mean, they were together for 40-something years. Beautiful. Yeah, even though they went through a lot. I'm so glad you shared it with her. It just makes my heart so, so, so happy to hear that. I love that. Yeah. So good. It's a gift that I want to keep on sharing. So oh. I definitely will. I mean, I, just listening to all the other readings that you did, like I always felt like there was some connection. I mean, at least some hope for me. And I remembered like listening to every single one and then saying, I'm going to write, I'm going to write and see what happens. And thank and, you. And, and it happened. Truly, like, thank you, because somebody will listen to this and have similar thoughts, similar concerns. Mm-hmm. Actually, as I'm thinking about it, I don't think really we've yet had the discussion of language which is a surprising one not to have had the discussion mm-hmm. of because it comes up all the time in my private readings people are like they didn't speak the language are you sure this is going to work right i mm-hmm. know it's going to be mm-hmm. resonant for so many mm-hmm. because i feel like there's there's yeah. many aspects of this that will that will hit somebody somewhere right yeah i mean knowing my dad and towards the end he was just very quiet and i would tell my husband like what if he doesn't come through like mm. you know what if you know the language you know we're, i know much about it and like i feel their presence i mean i still think about it and i get so excited like and blessed so i really want to thank you for that oh you're so welcome it's been like a great experience well thank you i appreciate a you. wonderful experience i really do and this is something that i'm going to cherish and i'm going to listen to continuously and i have and sharing I just feel like it was I was so lucky and and being able to have this opportunity when I wrote that email I was in the car it was November it was gloomy Chicago weather and I'm like let me just try Mm. let me just try and I got a a response a thank you response and then I'm like oh you know I'm 
I don't know if it's meant to be. And then all of a sudden, it just happened. And and those are the things that I feel like are just blessings. And I feel very blessed. So thank you so much. You're welcome. I mean, thank you so much. I loved that Rosemary's dad showed me his handlebar mustache and guess what we get to show you too because Rosemary has blessed us with some fantastic pictures of her father his handlebar mustache and many more from when he was younger from his childhood home and from her beautiful life with him please check us out on patreon to get access to these photos and much more my full follow-up discussion with rosemary after the reading is available for you there as well as many other tools to help you on your spiritual journey check us out on patreon to help support the show we thank you so much in advance for helping us do this work thank you for listening to moving beyond the podcast We would like to thank everyone who has shared their loved ones, their stories, and their heartbreak with us, making this podcast possible. If you haven't yet left us a rating or a review, we would greatly appreciate it as it helps others find the show. Moving Beyond is an independent podcast produced by Fleurless Inc. and Elizabeth Mihalic, with additional support from the team at 2020 Intuition, including Lotta, Teresa, Min, and Jill. Original music composed and produced by Lucas Tuttle. To learn more about Medium Fleur and her book, Moving Beyond, that teaches you how to access your intuition, psychic ability, and spirit connection, please visit www.mediumfleur.com. The link is in the show notes. If you'd like to be on a future episode of Moving Beyond, please send Elizabeth a short email detailing the loss that you've experienced and how grief affects your daily life to podcasts at mediumfleur.com. P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at mediumfleur.com. If you'd like to know more about the guest and the loved ones who appeared in this episode of Moving Beyond or how we create the podcast Moving Beyond, please visit our community at patreon.com. Simply search for Medium Fleur, M-E-D-I-U-M-F-L-E-U-R. We'll see you there. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.